And that's enough of that before we get copyrighted. You're going to edit that, right? No. You're going to edit this part where we're talking? Nope. Fuck. (laughs) It's the mid podcast, your podcast for random shit, which was really random, geek stuff, and wrestling. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) <laughs> you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Mid Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube at The Mid Podcast. And support the show by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Mid Podcast. Find you a tier that fits you. You will have access to our exclusive content. You can also support the show by going to themidpodcast.com and getting you some mid merchandise because you want everybody to know you're mid. I'm your host, Catherine, here with my other host, the lazy, lackadaisical, no-showing, Brendan. Hey. Hey. How are you, son? I am none of those things. I have been busy, okay? I have to, but I have made time to record a separate podcast all by myself that is being uploaded to our YouTube channel. Uh, cool, but also... That I created. So now we have a new YouTube channel. Okay, then. I do apologize. If you hear me yelling in the back, I just adopted two new kittens named Maxwell and Darth Vader, and Maxwell's having a fit. Why so, is Maxwell having a fit? I have no idea. He won't let me pick him up. Every time I go try to get him, he runs back under the recliner. So I'm just going to have to deal with him meowing, and you may hear it in the recording. I apologize. Do they have water out? They've got water. They've had food. Huh. I don't know. I just don't know. All right. So we had one hell of a week of wrestling if you were a wrestling fan this weekend was made for you you had clash at the castle on saturday from wwe Man. you had worlds collide from wwe Didn't at four o'clock on sunday then it rolled into all out in chicago aew's biggest pay-per-view of the year and that's not what we're gonna talk about starting the show off oh no not at so, all. So, Brendan, since you've been lackadaisical lazy, I'm going to let you take over. I haven't been lazy, and I haven't been whatever the other word you said is. Lackadaisical. Whatever That's a big graduate f- word. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. But, uh, anywho, some interesting stuff from the AEW Media Scrum. Just, um, Opens up with CM Punk. He sees somebody that used to do stand-up comedy with Colt Cabana, who, if you don't know, CM Punk and Colt Cabana had a big lawsuit in early, late 2013, early 2014, and they don't talk to each other. CM Punk proceeds to go in on a 20-minute rant about Colt Cabana 
about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, about Hangman Adam Page. And, uh, yeah. Tony Khan wanted to say something and Punk wouldn't let him. So that's one thing. But that's not where it stops. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega go to CM Punk's locker room to talk to him. There's a rumor going around that they super kicked the door down. Super kick popped I mean, they were excited. They just won the trios championship. Yeah, they, they were just going to go celebrate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, CM Punk had just beat Moxley for the AEW World Championship. They were just going to party. They were. They all had the gold. <laughs> and so... And this led to an altercation backstage that led to CM Punk hitting one of the Young Bucks. He's still throwing a chair at Nick Jackson and biting Kenny Omega and pulling his hair. Okay, can I stop you right there? First of all, does Kenny Omega taste like maple syrup? And Kenny Omega can come pull my hair while he's fucking me any day. Anywho, uh, so that fight breaks out, and um, not really sure the police were involved. Nobody could say anything because the legal issue is taking place now. Um, Punk tore his pack apparently, or something with his bicep during his championship match with John Moxley, and he still got fired. You don't know so, if there's... Punk is trying to copy Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes tore his pec also. We don't know if there is any suspensions or fines or people getting fired yet. I highly doubt the third one is going to happen, but I do believe that Punk Maybe suspended the Umbucks and Kenny might get a fine. But yeah. Fun stuff. Well damn. Interesting. And so what's your take on all of it? Um Singham Punk is in the wrong. I don't think he should have said what he did on the public like that. If he had a problem, he should have talked to the EVPs about it instead of running his mouth. And then we were not sure who started the fight, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like Ace Steel started the fight and he's already gone. So, yeah. It's interesting. I'm trying to see if there's been anything updated with it. And, yeah. So, as of two hours ago, AEW has recalled two stars that weren't a who were not originally scheduled to appear on Dynamite tomorrow from Buffalo. 
being they Jericho are Chris Jericho and, and John Moxley. And we only have two matches that we know of tomorrow, which is the RRH Pure Championship featuring Wheeler Yuta defending it against Daniel Garcia. And then we have Best Friends and Orange Cassidy versus Death Triangle. And then we'll get to hear MJF. So now if it's going to be MJF talking. And so we don't know if like Moxley and Jericho will have a match or if they'll be cutting promos or whatnot. Um, it's going to be interesting. Tomorrow is going to be something. Hopefully we get something about the situation from Tony oh, Khan. Guess who is definitely going to be tuning in for Busted Open tomorrow to see if Tony Khan makes his 11.30 appearance. Oh, uh, Matt Caster better be on Dynamite tomorrow. Or, uh, think, yeah, Caster needs to be put on Dynamite. Have a match on Dynamite. Yeah. Throw a chair at you or something. Yeah, probably. Poor Tony Khan's probably sitting up all night trying to figure out how he's gonna put a show together tomorrow. <laughs> so let's go back. Let's go back and talk about the CM Punk thing. So CM Punk goes off for evidently no apparent reason. And if you watch the media scrum, you see TK try to reel him in, and he pretty much is like, fuck you, shut the fuck up. Dude signed your paycheck. And poor Tony Khan's sitting there looking like, okay, this just got out of hand. I think I told somebody, I think he was in shock, and he didn't really have a moment to think about how I need to deal with this situation. Because like when something happens, and it puts you like in a shock phase, you're not thinking clearly on how to handle that situation at first. Yeah. But I will give a shout out to Chris Jericho, who had the best media scrum interview. Uh, yeah. Jericho talking about Maxwell coming back as a baby face. That was fun. Even though I do agree with what Punk said about Adam Cole. Called him a sweetheart. And evidently, from what I heard, Jericho was the one that tried to calm the situation down. Yes. And he was the one. When he bent over in that media scrum and said something to Tony Khan, you seen Tony's eyes get big. I think Jericho just told him shit went down and that he was going to go deal with it first. And I was watching JD's live stream today with my dad. And he was like, why didn't TK stop the media scrum right then and there and go in and do something? I was like, TK didn't find out in Till Jericho said after something. probably it happened. Yeah, so it's interesting. 
Um, hopefully, Tony Khan releases a statement here. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not believing anything until I hear it from my man TK's mouth or the official AEW Twitter feed. And if this is a work, this is a lot of effort for it to be a work. But I, I don't, don't think, think it's it is. work. I think it's a shoot that they're going to turn into a work because I think there could be some money involved for this. It would be great. I mean, do mm-hmm. what they did back mm-hmm. in the day. Put the motherfuckers in the middle of the ring and let them hash it out. Yeah. I'm blaming Hangman for this. This is all Hangman's fault. I don't know how, but I'm just going to blame him because I don't like him. I I think this started when Hangman dropped that promo about Punk a while back. Before like April or May, I I know what you're talking about because I heard it. Before Double or Nothing. Yeah. And then Punk got hurt, came back, did his promo, went off script and called out Hangman. That added more attention. And then Punk losing it last on Sunday night just caused even more attention. Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens. I do have to say, in TK, I trust, so we'll see how it goes. So can we talk about the song that MJF came out to, which was not his normal song? Oh, you mean the Joker of the match who isn't MJF? Well, let's talk about the casino ladder match first. Well, let's talk about it. I have some notes somewhere amongst all my stuff. If you'll give me a moment. All Out was very long. There was a lot of matches on there. Yeah. We're going to skip the the zero hour. Hold on, I gotta find it because you know we haven't recorded in two weeks. So I have two weeks worth of regular notes that we're not even gonna do. Osprey's a lad. Boom, that's oh. your last two weeks of notes. Osprey's a yeah. lad. The shit Papa Will did in the ring, springboarded off them ropes. I need him to springboard right into my bedroom. No. Oh. Had a nice cutter on Nick Jackson. Mm-hmm. He can try that cutter on my vagina. Oh my god. It's too you late for so this. You have so missed this. You have no, so missed my sexual windows. No, I haven't. Yes. Yes, you have. You know who has missed them? Bobby. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby has missed them. Oh, speaking of Bobby, before we get into All Out. Let me read the conversation I had with Bobby today. I can find it. So evidently, you know, Bobby not really being a wrestling fan. Um, he's got the hots for Tony Storm. 
Well, I don't blame them. So, I sent Bobby a message at like quarter to five today going, your boy may have just been fired. He goes, about time, I don't know how they put up with MJF this long. I replied, no, CM Punk. To make him feel better, I sent him a picture of Tony Storm. He said, what, why, shit went down. (laughs) He said, I bet that snake MJF had something to do with it. I said, nope, he was innocent this time. We're supposed to discuss it tonight. And then he proceeds to say, looking forward to being called out for, uh, for asking about when, when y'all are recording. I said, I won't do that, but I will talk about your love for Tony Storm. He even posted a picture of Tony Storm to our gay friend Jordan, telling Jordan that he knows that he likes Tony Storm. <laughs> Jordan replies, you do know I'm gay. (laughs) And then he proceeded to tell me that I guess I had said that I would change my display picture in Discord if someone won. I don't remember. So I said, nope, need receipts. He goes, yeah, I'm not going back and listening again. Go hire Nader for that shit. I replied, damn, calling our stuff shit. That hurts coming from you. He goes, okay, wow, hold up. That's not how I meant it. I replied and said, I know you, I know how you meant it. I was fucking with you. Then he sent me a gift that says, thank the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I love messing with Bobby. It is so funny. Uh, It's always fun messing with Bobby. So then I found this little figure of MJF sitting in this chair with like, he's got his fingers up to his head like little devil horns. And I told yeah. him I found it with this figure. And I told him, I said, you let me find that bitch, I'm sending it to you. <laughs> so yeah, that's our, our, our Bobby story for this time. Nice. So, let's get into All Out. We start off with our casino ladder match. And we start off with Wheeler Yuta and Ray Phoenix. Uh, I think I might like to see them go one-on-one. Yeah. But also, uh, I thought they were all going to be at the ring at once. But then I remembered... This isn't your typical ladder match. Yeah, they do like the Royal Rumble thing where they come in at certain intervals. So we see Phoenix takes out Yuta. Yuta pushes Phoenix into the ladder. Then we get our third participant. And oh my, oh my. Our third participant is one of the sexiest men in wrestling. He goes by the name of Roosh. Man got a body. Mid. He can come be mid. All of a mid. No. No, no, he no. He took no. his time getting to the ring, which I'm not sure if this is strategy. And Jose, the assistant, come out with Roosh. And then we see um, 
Yuta climbing the ladder and Phoenix takes him down. Then we see Yuta and Roosh going at it. And our fourth entrant is Andrade. Who comes out with Jose the assistant? Jose was a fast man. He had to run back. I know we got double Jose. Jose be making that Andrade money now. (laughs) AEW, the multiverse of Jose. (laughs) There we go. I need to tweet that out at Jose. And we see Rouge begins to set up a letter for Andrade. And I believe Andrade powerbombed Wheeler Yuta on that ladder. If I'm not mistaken. Then we get our fifth entrance. And our fifth entrant is Claudio Castanoli. Every time I hear his music, it just makes me so happy. I could be in a pissed, poor mood. And as soon as I hear his music, it's something about it, it just makes me so happy. He goes and checks on poor Yuta. And then he gets into the ring. And I put, Claudio is strong as hell. Yeah, Claudio's a big fucking dude. Then we get our sixth competitor, which is Dante Martin. He comes in hot. We get our seventh, which is Penta. He ta- Penta takes out Dante. Then we see Penta slam Andrade on a ladder. And then all of a sudden, some guys in like a black hoodie, zip up, I don't know, whatever, black mask, they just come take everybody out. So what were you thinking at this time? Like, what the fuck going on? Retribution. (laughs) I did not even think about retribution. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. This is so fucking gonna suck. And then I'm like, okay, this is TK brain. What's going on? So they take everyone out and we see a gentleman climb up the ladder and retrieve the casino chip. And the dude removes his hood and his mask, and it is revealed to be none other than our homeboy, Stokely Hathaway. Love Stokely. I love Stokely. Stokely had an evil plan. So now we kind of know why he was handing out on them business cards. Building himself a squad. He wasn't building a squad for himself. He was building the squad for our eighth competitor in the casino ladder match who happens to be the joker who we don't know yet and lo and behold there comes some dude walking down in all black got some kind of mask on which the mask was really cool and stokely hands him the casino chip and it was like bell rings he wins but the song he came out to was sympathy for the devil which I actually looked that song up today and listened to it, and I was like, no. No. Um, during the media scrum, Jericho had mentioned, or Tony Khan had mentioned, that they had tried to get the rights to an ACDC song for this. Back in Black. I'm guessing it would either be Back in Black or Highway to Hell. Now, let me read you 
some of the lyrics to Back in Black and tell me if Back in Black would not have fit better. Back in Black, I hit the sack. I've been too long. I'm glad to be back. Yes, let loose from the noose that's kept me hanging about. I've been looking at the sky because it's getting me high. Forget the hearse because I never die. I got nine lives, hats, eyes, abusing every one of them and running wild. That is the first verse to Back in Black by ACDC. Would that not have fit better if they could have bought the rights? I think it would have been cooler because I'm not a big Rolling Stones fan. I had never heard of this Rolling Stones song until last night, and I bet a lot of people hadn't, unless you were like a diehard Stones fan. And people probably had to go listen to it. I listened to this whole song, and I'm like, eh. Eh. I would have rather him come back to I Want It All by Queen. Comes back to Bohemian Rhapsody. So, I figure Back in Black would have been better. It could have, but ACDC didn't even email them back, sadly, which sucks. And I mean, even the lyrics to Highway to Hell would have fit. I'm Not as good as Back in Black, I don't think. Hell. But yeah, I wasn't digging the Stone song, so. So, we think this Joker's going to take his mask off in the middle of the ring after he retrieves the casino chip. But he does not. He's like, fuck y'all. Y'all gonna wait. We're gonna make y'all wait. So everybody is on Twitter busting like, oh God, we're gonna have to wait. A lot of people kind of figured out who it was before the end of the pay-per-view. Did you know who it was before the end of the pay-per-view when they come out? I had an idea, but I didn't want to push that narrative. You're controlling your narrative? (laughs) No. You see what I did there, right? Punk the CYN confirmed. Uh, you know Braun Strowman showed up on Monday Night Raw, so I don't think CYN is in business anymore. Yeah, and he botched his fucking debut. Botched on his debut. So, anywho. But uh, I had an idea. and I, I did too. Was... I, st- I, I watched, watched the person walk down the ramp. And then when he went to take his mask off and you could see, like, a part of his arm, I was like, oh, fuck. No way. I was like, okay, if they reveal this at the end, my neighbors are going to be pissed. I was like 80-20 on it. It's like, yeah, at some point, it's like, I wonder who the else it could be. And when TK ring, you never know. He, he could have gotten somebody else. Oh, 100%. Okay, so what did you think of that match overall? Ray Phoenix did a table spun. I enjoyed it. Some people are going to have... Yeah, he like jumped off 
the top rope under Roosh through a table. Pretty cool spot. Wheeler Yuta's probably going to need back surgery. So is Andrade. Yeah. And then... I don't know what to call this faction with. I guess we'll find out Wednesday. Unnamed faction by unmasked person in Stokely Hathaway. I'm guessing Stokely might come out and drop a promo with his faction. But in this faction, you have all ego Ethan Page. Ethan going bad? Like, bad, bad. Like, Ethan was a little bad, but now he's bad, bad. Morrissey? Of course, you know, you got to have the big dude. Colton and Austin gone. And Lee Moriarty. Am I missing anybody? No. And then Stokely and our Joker. What would you call this faction if you had to come up with a name? Sympathy for the devil. The hell, Razors. I don't know. I have to think about it. The all egos. Stokely's assassins. Is the light so bright you have to wear shades? No, it's just because I'm that damn cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, ego. Uh, I don't know. They should be called Stokely's assassins. Stokely's assassins. I don't know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow night. So then we move on to our new trios tag championship match featuring featuring the Elite and Dark Order. So within the Elite, we have Nick and Matt Jackson, known as the Young Bucks with Kenny Omega. And we have Dark Order, which is Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Hangman Adam Page. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe I read somewhere that Alex Reynolds hurt his foot. Like, foot injuries are rampant in AEW right now. hmm So we get Heyman and Nick starting the match off. Then we get Reynolds and Matt. Um, Alex Reynolds was being a little aggressive toward Matt Jackson. To the point where I was yelling at him to leave Matt the fuck alone. Eh, it's wrestling. Then we see Reynolds and Silver jumping Matt. Then finally we get what we've been waiting for. And that is a face-off with Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Baby. Oh, wait. Wrong Adam. Not Adam Cole. (laughs) This is Cowboy Turds. I was so wanting Adam Cole to come back last night. This is Cowboy Turds. Oh, real quick. I just want to say Ty O'Reilly had neck surgery. So, uh, he will be missing a while. Get well soon. 
Bobby yes. Fish did not get a renewed contract, so he is a free agent. Uh, he's going to go back to WWE? Work for Triple H, man. Hmm. But yeah. Kind of sucks. I bought undisputed elite shirts and now I can't fucking wear them. But uh, anyways. Back to the trios match. Then we see Dark Order focusing on Omega's arm. And Hangman tags himself in, which kind of pisses off one of the Dark Order members. And now all three men, all six men are in the ring just beating the shit out of each other. We actually see Kenny Omega flying. I was like, what the fuck? Kenny Dude Omega was going to surgery not too long ago. Kenny was going zoom. Then we see Reynolds is back in the ring. The elite screw up their kick and kick poor Matt. The Elite win, and they are your new Trios Tag Champions, which we all knew this was going to happen. Yeah, well, what's a good match? What's a fun match? I still don't think it was the best match in this whole thing. The best match was the Elite in Aussie Open or United Empire. Mm, Yeah, that was the best match of the tournament, but this match was... One of the best matches of the weekend. No. Oh, yeah. No. Next, we move on. We get a women's match, and it is your girl, Athena, going up against Jade Cargill, who is your TBS champion for the TBS title. Jade come out looking like She-Hulk, doing her cosplay. I would have to say I'd rather have Jade Cargill play She-Hulk than the shitty CGI they're doing. <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. Just saying. Same thing with the shitty CGI they did with the Incredible Hulk. You could have just painted Triple H green and have him play the Hulk and get some little scrawny bitch to play Bruce Banner. Moving on. Athena starts off hot. Then we see Jade taking it to Athena. Jade retains, and she is 37-0. How far do you think they're going to let her go undefeated? 50-0? 100-0? I don't know, because Statlander was supposed to be... Sorry, I had to sneeze because I'm cold. But um, Statlander was supposed to beat her at Grand Slam, but Statlander tore her ACL or did something to her knee. Uh-huh. So that didn't happen, which sucks. I think they might let her go to 50 and 0 and do 50 and 1. What did Goldberg go to? 50? I don't re- I don't remember. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say they're going to let her at least go to 50-0 before she takes a loss. Yeah. So next, we're moving on. 
And we have Jay Lethal, who is teaming up with his good buddies, the Motor City Machine Guns from Impact Wrestling, facing off with Wardlow and his buddies, FTR. Now, as FTR comes out, Wardlow comes out first, and he's standing at the top of the ramp waiting for FTR. FTR comes out, and they have this cute little thing come out with them. Yeah. Who happens to be Dax's daughter, Finley. And she goes over and gives Wardlow a hug. I'm so jealous. <laughs> she is so adorable. His daughter is so cute. I miss when my children were that age and they were cute. Now they're just assholes. Learned from the best. Yeah, your dad. And you. I'm an angel. <laughs> Me too. No, no, you're not. So we see Wardlow is starting off against Jay Lethal. And Lethal spits on Wardlow's chest. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't want to do. To piss them Somebody off. Somebody spits on me, they gonna get some hands. Jay Lethal ends up getting more than hands. I've had someone spit on me before, and luckily I was young when it happened. So I couldn't put hands on them. But my parents did sue them for assault. <laughs> and told my brother if the motherfucker ever showed up in their house again, that they were going to kick my brother out. Oh, damn. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? So anyway, moving on. Then we get Chris Sabian in with Dax. I thought they were both good technical wrestlers. I liked them. I wouldn't mind seeing a one-on-one -on -one with them. Or maybe a FTR Motor City Machine Gun tag match. Earth to Brendan. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to... There's some stuff coming out about the punk situation. So, my bad. So, didn't hear what I just said. No, we were talking about Dax and Sabian going at it. And then I said I'd like to see FTR in Motor City Machine Guns in a tag match. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. But have it be in Detroit and have the Motor City Machine Guns win. That's what they should do for the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Well, why don't you just tweet that at Tony Khan? Because he says he listens to the fans. So, moving on. We see good teamwork by Motor City. They take down Dax. Finally, we get Shelly from Motor City Machine Guns in with Cash. And then we see Wardlow suplex both members of Motor City Machine Gun. I mean, War Wardlow can come suplex me right onto the bed and land right on top of me. Oh. 
That's interesting. Pat Buck was also Pat Buck was also involved with the situation. I knew that. <laughs> then cash tags in Wardlow. Wardlow begins to clean house. Wardlow finally gets his hands on Jay Lethal, gives him a couple of power bombs. I didn't count how many. Um, Wardlow pins Lethal. Then we see Wardlow and FTR get jumped. And then we hear music. Yeah. Yes, back. The big boy, Samoa Joe. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Shit, shit, shit. Can never go wrong with Samoa Joe. I like Samoa Joe. I like Samoa Joe, too. And I didn't like him kicking my ass on 2K earlier today. Oh, well. Our next match features Powerhouse Hobbs versus Absolute Ricky Starks. I like both of these guys. This sucked so bad for me. Yeah. Like, I knew Powerhouse was going to win, but, like, deep down I was really rooting for Ricky to win. Um. Anyway, we see Hobbs going after Ricky Starks's neck. For those that don't know, Ricky Starks had a neck in injury that sidelined him for almost a year. Um. Then we see Hobbs send him into the rail, and then he does a spine buster and gets the pin. Seemed kind of like a squash match to me. Wasn't that long for me. Yeah, it kind of, it was like the Jade and Athena match where the smaller opponent had offense, but in the end, was the bigger opponent who ended up winning. Mm-hmm. So next we move on to our AEW Tag Team match. And our AEW Tag Team Champions of Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee Facing off against everybody's favorite, the acclaim. I didn't even pay attention to Max Caster's rap. Did you pay attention to Max Caster's rap? I did, but I forgot what it said. And I even went back and watched All Out today. So it was not it was not a good rap if I don't remember. And didn't even write it down on my notes. So we see Swerve and Bowen starting the match. Crowd is singing Scissor Me Daddy Ass. And then they begin to chant Daddy Ass. Swerve tags in Lee. Bowen's tags in Platinum Max. We see Caster with a side headlock. Swerve and Lee look a little frustrated. Looks like the acclaim kind of got them off of their... What's the word I'm looking for? Mojo. Yeah, that's a good word, mojo. Then we see Keith Lee taking it to Platinum Max. Then we see Caster do a diving cutter on Keith Lee. Pretty cool. Fun move. And we see Swerve begins to focus on Anthony Bowen's knee. And then we see Keith Lee staring down Billy Gunn, who has jumped up on the apron. 
Lee hit Swerve by accident as Mac, Platinum Max moved out of the way. Swerve goes back to Bowen's knee. Swerve falls into Bowen's leg after a drop kick from Caster. And Swerve and Lee get the win. This was match of the night for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was a damn good match. And don't get me wrong, I love Kenny Omega. I love the Young Bucks. But this match, everybody on Twitter was talking about this match. This was match of the night. That it was. So let's talk about Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland's media scrum. Did you happen to see it? Yeah. Um, to the reporter that asked if there was going to be an audible during the match, read between the lines, buddy. Read between the lines. The only time... Go ahead. The only time an audible should be called during the match is if somebody gets hurt. Like they did in the uh, Lucha Brothers Jungle Boy Luchasaurus match. Exactly. When Phoenix broke his arm. Not because the crowd is over or because the claim is over with the crowd, which the Chicago crowd hat gave us the best chant of all time. Which is? Oh, scissor me, daddy. Love that chant. <laughs> well, first of all, if, you, if you're a reporter and you're going to ask that question, you don't need to ask it when the champions are sitting there. That would have been a question to ask Tony Khan at the end when it was just Tony Khan up there by himself taking questions. Exactly. Because they kind of pissed off Swerve, and I don't blame Swerve because everyone has been bitching about them being tag team champions. I think they've been good tag team champions. I think they've been awesome. I love watching their matches. Me too. However, the best line of the night came from Keith Lee. Do you know what that line was? Saying that Twitter is beneath them. Tony Khan needs to put that on a shirt and make him some money. I will buy that shirt. I will buy that shirt. I mean, I've been dropping money left and right, bought the pay-per-view, just spent 300 and some dollars for tickets so we can go to Norfolk to see them in Norfolk. Going to drop more money if they come to Greensboro for the holiday bash. Probably going to drop more money if they show up in Raleigh. Uh, Speaking of Norfolk, uh, depending who's at the fan thing they do before the show, I think we should go. You had to buy extra tickets. Do you think Tony Khan deserves any more of my money? Yes. We're gonna have to negotiate. I need to I need to have a talk with this man. We need to do some negotiations. I said depends on who's there. If one of these people are there, Adam Cole, Jamie Hayter, Wardlow, FTR, Orange Cassidy. Do you want me to continue the books? Danhausen, Kenny Omega, 
do you want me to continue now? You can do whatever you want. It's your podcast. Basically, if there's anybody on the AEW roster who I like, I want to meet them. If it's Tony Storm, we need to go and take a picture and send it to Bobby. (laughs) And tell him we wish you were here. Oh, yeah, if Tony Storm's there. Because I've done Tony, we were making signs that says that our friend Bobby is the biggest MJF fan. Um, so yeah, I gotta buy a poster board. <sighs> Cost me poster, too much money. A poster board's like a dollar. And then I just found out instead of spending one night in Atlanta, we're spending two nights in Atlanta now. Oh, fuck yeah. Wait, why are we spending two? We'll talk about that later. Back to wrestling. We'll talk about that off the air. Your sister called me tonight about it. So, yeah, that was kind of shitty for the reporter. And then, okay, everybody knows I'm a mark for Tony Khan. Love him. But he just comes out and goes, well, maybe we should have a rematch at Grand Slam. Swerve was pissed. I think it's because Swerve and Keith Lee are going more into, like, the heel role during this feud. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I understand, you know, TK brain working, the wheels are turning, and it just pops out. That's the conversation you you probably need to have with them after because you probably need to go apologize to Swerve and be like, it was just a thought. I, I don't know if we're going to really do it. But you pretty much come out and say, oh, yeah, man, we're going to do it now. And then you're going to be stuck to it. And I'm like, Swerve, they lost. They need to go to the bottom and work their way up. However, if they do continue the feud, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, and so right in the middle of this match, did you see Keith Lee and Swerve turn to become heel? Yeah, they were working the heel side during this match. Like when they, when they all came out, they were all all four were baby faces. And then the crowd got don't know how, but when the crowd. Got on the acclaimed side. Keith Lee and Swerve decided to make the call and they work as the heels. I think mm-hmm. that's what they were going to do from the beginning. Whoever the crowd side was on, that's who would work as heels for that match. So, ended up them being the acclaimed. The acclaimed are, the acclaimed are like FTR. Just one day, everybody started to love FTR. And FTR is now the Ring of Honor, the AAA, and the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Yes. So, I'm not saying that um, the acclaim's going to go around and win every title like FTR did, but the acclaim is going to win the tag titles here soon. I 
do not doubt that. And let me put it like this. I remember Max Caster when he was wrestling that grin in 2016. Oh, shit. So, like, yeah. I've known a Max Caster for a very long time. Well, damn. Why are we oh damn? So, we're going to move on. Next, we get your favorite. It is the four-way for the interim women's championship because, evidently, um... Thunder Rosa is injured and cannot fulfill her duties, which I think she sucked as a champion. But that's neither here nor there. So within this match, we have Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, Sheeta, and Dr. Britt Baker. We see Britt doing all the work at first. And we see, I noticed Hater was in the corner talking to Rebel, Reba, whatever the hell her name is. It's late. I don't know right now. <laughs> um, after going back and watching this match today, I see where uh, Hater may have like kind of tweaked her arm. Hater gets up and then she starts beating the shit out of Sheeta. Jamie Hater suplexes both Tony Storm and Sheeta at the same time. Tony, I mean, uh, Jamie Hader's strong for a woman. Yeah. She could throw me around like that. Storm going at it. I bet you wish she could body slam you like that. Mm-hmm. Then we see Jamie Hader pick up Sheeta, carry her up the ramp, and dump her like a sack of potatoes. And then the ref, who is supposed to be in charge of this match, is up there checking on Sheeta along with the doctor and medical staff. And in the meantime, you have Jamie Hayter back in the ring choking out Tony Storm. Well, I mean, it's a fatal four-way match and it goes, so. So now it looks like it's going to be a two-on-one as you have Hayter and Baker teaming up on Tony Storm. The crowd begins to chant for Jamie Hayter. Yeah, Jamie Hayter's turn is coming soon. Like, tomorrow soon. Well, now today soon. Then we see Sheena come back, and this time she has two kendo sticks in her hand. She get ready to whoop some ass with some kendo sticks. Double fisting the kendo sticks. <gasps> oh. There's Wait, so my bad. My bad, dual wielding the kendo sticks. There's some on that roster that can dual wield their penis in my vagina. Oh my <laughs> We see Sheeta get a two count on Jamie Hader. We see Dr. Britt brings out her glove for her signature move. Hader was going to get the win, and Baker pulls her off. We don't talk about that. 
I find that disrespectful to the cult of Jamie Hayter. Me being a part of that cult. I don't appreciate it. Then Storm pins Hater for the win, and Tony Storm is your new interim women's AEW champion. The crowd didn't really seem into Tony Storm winning. Uh, now me being part of the Tony Storm fan base, I'm fucking excited. Why? I do think Tony Storm will probably be a better champion so when thunder rosa comes back i hope they let thunder rosa drop it to her um yeah and then i think uh from there jamie hater is going to win it yeah i'd like to see a tony storm jamie hater one-on-one so next we move it on for the title Next, we're moving on. We get the Christian Cage versus the Jungle Boy match. What was your overall thoughts on this match before we get into it? Spear. Kill switch. Jungle Boy is coming out. Luchasaurus comes out and just slams Jungle Boy on the metal grate where the pyros come out. Did you see the picture of Jungle Boy's back afterwards? Yes. Homeboy looked like he'd been at the Burger King and somebody was going to have it their way. Yeah. Grilled burgers? Nah, more like grilled bats. Luchasaurus picks up Jungle Boy, carries him down toward the ring. Christian tells Luchasaurus to put him through the table. Then Luchasaurus puts him through the table. Finally, they throw him in the ring. Jungle Boy is laying in the corner. We see the ref asking Jungle Boy if he can do it. She goes, I can call the match off. Jungle, I guess Jungle Boy says no. Ring the bell. Christian spears him, hits the kill switch, and pins Jungle Boy. This um, was not what I was expecting. Not at all. So, Jungle Boy must have really done something to his back. Well, after this match, I kind of heard that Christian was injured. So, that's why they really didn't fight, fight, wrestle. Yeah. Whatever you call it. And so, they let Luchasaurus come out and do what he did and then Christian hit two moves but I don't think this feud is over because it can't end this way no we'll have to wait till Christian gets healed and actually give give us the match we truly deserve and that is Jungle Boy kicking the shit out of Christian and then maybe Christian come back and win it again I don't care but Jungle Boy had no offense in this match whatsoever (laughs) well no because it was like a not even two minute match. So then we move on to Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. I thought this was a pretty good match. I thought it could have been better. I do, I do too. 
I mean, I thought it was a good match, but it was something missing. It just wasn't hitting. Maybe I had, by this time, I might have been wrestling fatigued because I have watched wrestling seven days straight by now. So maybe it was just fatigue and I, I was getting drained and tired. But we see Daniel Garcia watching from the back. I will say I'm glad he didn't interfere in this match at all. It yeah. was a straight one-on-one, mano-a-mano, Danielson, Jericho, each displaying their technical talent. We see Jericho flips off Danielson. They begin exchanging chops. Jericho has Danielson in the walls of Jericho. I mean, for 50-some years old, Jericho could put me in the walls of Jericho. Jericho could still wrestle for a 50-year-old man. Yeah. I'll call him daddy, too. Oh, God. Well, we see Danielson going for the LaBelle lock. Jericho hits a tombstone, gets a two-count. When we see Danielson stomping Jericho's head, Jericho goes for the walls of Jericho. Danielson is able to get out. Then Jericho... Hits the lion tamer. We see Danielson gets to the rope to break up, break the count. And somehow the referee gets stuck in the corner. And Jericho hits a low blow on Danielson. Then he hits the Judas effect and Jericho gets the pin. Then we see the Jericho Appreciation Society come out to celebrate, but they're missing Daniel Garcia. Uh, because Garcia said Jericho didn't have to cheat the win. And Jericho, Jericho cheated. But Jericho's a heel, and heels always cheat the win. Not every heel. Just most of the time they do. So our next match features the House of Black versus Miro, Sting, and Darby. And your Annalita has the hots for Darby. So, if AEW decides to come to Greensboro, your Annalita is going with us. Oh, God. I'm just giving you the warning now so you can prepare yourself. Oh, God. Oh, God. Wait till you see my outfit for Norfolk. I've changed it from what I originally planned. Is it your mid shirt? Oh, no. I'm buying a fucking corset to wear. Just ordered this nice diamond choker to go with it fuck yeah is it nothing but plaid i've got plaid pants of course it is either going to be green or red i haven't decided <sighs> dun, dun, the girl may kind of be hanging out or not i'm not sure no Anywho. Just thought I'd throw that out there for you. (laughs) Where were we? Oh, the House of Black. So, I was so digging the entrance that they did for House of Black. That was, like, really cool. Yeah. We see Miro and Malachi starting off. We see Miro beating the shit out of Malachi Black. 
then Black begins to fight back, taking it to Miro. Darby wants in, and Miro does not tag him. Um, I thought they were supposed to be a team. They're not working as a team. Well, uh, because Miro is technically still a heel. So, yeah. So Darby tags himself in, and he begins Buddy Matthews. Then we see Black comes in, and Black is stomping a mud hole in Darby's ass and walking it dry. That is something. Sting gets the tag, and he is now in cleaning house. And Sting wants to get his hands on Malachi Black. They begin to exchange shots. We see Sting put... The Scorpion Deathlock on Black, I believe. I didn't write who he had it on. Then we see Malachi with the knee bar. And then Sting sprays the mist into Malachi's face. Darby does the coffin drop, gets the pin on Malachi Black. And we see Sting and Darby in the ring celebrating and Miro at the top of the ramp. Miro is upset that he lost. His team won. Alright, Miro is upset that he won, that he walked back to the ramp. Because that's what heels do. So, are we setting up a Sting Derby Miro feud in the future? Because, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Darby and Miro already have a feud when one of them were the champion? So are we setting up a Miro Sting feud, maybe? Mm-hmm. I doubt it. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. So we finally get to the main event that everybody's been looking forward to. It is your boy John Moxley versus your boy CM Punk. John I hate this fucking song. I think of that every time that song plays. <laughs> I love Mr. Major League. It was on the other day. Wow, thing. Good song, though. Where'd you learn to pitch? The California Penal League. <laughs> you might run like, you might hit like Maze, but you run like shit. So, Punk comes out firing. He hits the GTS on Moxley early, gets a two count. Crowd's chanting for Punk. They begin to fight in the crowd. Punk sends Moxley into the stairs. Moxley sends Punk's head into the ring post, which may give us the answer. Since Punk's head hit the ring post, it might have dinged his brain, and that's why he acted like an ass in the media scrum. I'm going to go with that. That's my theory. Yeah, that's a good theory to have. His brain got got swished around in his skull. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good theory to have. Then we see Moxley going after that surgically repaired foot. Moxley has Punk in a submission hole trying to get Punk to tap out or pass out. Punk pops up 
does a roundhouse kick on Moxley. They begin to exchange punches. Punk goes for the GTS that's blocked by Mox. Mox gets a two count. Mox goes with his chokehold. Punk gets up again. Punk goes for the GTS again. We see Moxley fall on the back of Punk. Excuse me. Punk hits another GTS. Finally pins Moxley. And Punk is your new AEW world champion. So what do you think about the match? Oh, it's a good match. Wasn't the best thing to come from the match, though. That's the end. There was nothing else. Yeah, I know. Kind of, kind of upset who we didn't find out who the Joker was. Psych. We did. Lights go out, and then all of a sudden, you hear like a voice recording, maybe, of Tony Khan. Don't know who he's talking to, but we figure it's MJF because he says that your unexcused absence is hurting the company. And I know you don't care about the fans, but I do. And if you show up at all out, I'll swallow a pill, you know, swallow my pride, whatever. Um, pay you X amount of dollars they bleeped out. Won't make you sign an extension. And the lights come back on and you see the mass joker. That's what we'll call him. His back is toward the camera. He removes his mask. And as soon as I seen the haircut, I yelled, fucking yes, that I probably woke my neighbors up so loud. Then you see the scarf. Then he throws on the scarf. So now you know who it is. You know. And he says he is the devil himself. You never know. know. It could be an imposter. I would not put it past TK. (laughs) But then the music hits. And here comes the man. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And he does the little belt thing around his waist. And he says, the belt is coming home. Yeah, Punk's not going to have a long title reign. Well, no, not after his little mush brain... They can get the media scrum. Yeah. The crowd um, turns on Punk and begins chanting for MJF. In Chicago. In fucking Chicago. That's crazy. A dude who is the best heel in the business. Got that pop. Got that pop and now is going to be your baby face. He's still going to be a dick. But like yeah. Oh God. But yeah, Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell is your top baby face now. Who 
in the hell would have ever predicted MJF being a babyface? And uh, Punk was also complaining that Maxwell is going to be the top babyface. Yeah. I don't know. Just, all oh, that was a good show, though. And did Just... you notice? MJF looks a little bigger than he did before. Like, his shoulders oh. are filled out a little more. Maxwell's gonna kill you. And then our boy on commentary. I love me some Taz. Taz replies, the devil is back. Nothing beats what William Regal said tonight on Dark though. Oh, I heard that. Oh my god. He I don't know what, what, what he's got going on with <laughs> the Excalibur. I like Taz's reaction. It was like, what the hell? <laughs> Maybe it's a British thing. I'm not familiar with British culture that well, so Maybe what it means in Britain doesn't mean the same in America. <laughs> he caught it. He called it Scalibur kind of candy and you will let him dissolve in his mouth. We're gonna go with it. But I mean. No. Nope. 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 Just saying. Just saying. Is there anything you else we need? Just saying. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I think that's it. I mean, it was a good weekend for wrestling if you were just a wrestling fan. Like, I actually enjoyed Clash of the Castle. Even though... I was a little disappointed that they didn't let Drew win. And whoever would have thought a WWE premium live event would end with them being in Wales singing American Pie. With Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury. Yes. And then they proceed to start singing Oasis, Don't Look Back in Anger. At least Oasis is a British band. Nothing beats the first thing I see when I open up Twitter after we get done talking about it is William Regal saying he would let Excalibur dissolve in his mouth. I'd let Tony Khan dissolve in my mouth too, but that's another story. But, anywho. Think so this weekend was an excellent, excellent, excellent weekend for wrestling. Oh, we didn't talk about the comments made by the one and only TK at the media scrum. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. No, we'll talk about them real quick. Uh, All right, here. We'll give a quick rundown. Overview. TK's upset that there was two WWE shows this week. 
and I don't blame them. That's quote. Huh? What was his quote? I don't have the exact quote. Oh, that he has more fucking money. Mm-hmm. And that he, if they want to go to war, that he'll go to war. Mm-hmm. And truthfully... He could come and go to war in my vagina any day. Oh my god. And also that he is not a bully. And he's tired of being bullied. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. If you're a wrestling fan, this is like, this is gonna be like a, not a repeat of the Attitude Era, but maybe close. Because I mean, like, WWE has picked up their shit since uh, Triple H is now in charge of creative and he just got promoted again today. Like, he's in charge of all creative, everything. Talent development, talent relations, yeah, creative. Yeah. So. I bet poor, the poor WWE jet's going to be flying everywhere. Uh, You'll have Roman to go Reigns kiss your title goodbye. Back to Florida, where they do NXT, and leave there and go to wherever they have SmackDown on Friday. Um, Roman Reigns could kiss his titles goodbye now. Why? Because Johnny Gargano is going to take them off of him. (laughs) That's funny. No, it's going to be Cody when Cody comes back. I want Seth Rollins to take them and have Cody and Seth. Have Cody and Seth go at it again because their feud was awesome. All I'm saying is don't go to our private messages on Twitter and look what me and Q send to each other. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? (laughs) We'll talk about that off air. Anyways. Anyways, I think we're done. I still got a whole half of a goddamn book I got to read for this American Revolution class. Oof. And I still got a whole nother book I got to read for my World War II class. Oof. Yeah, oof. But, oh, ooh, expect our D23 stuff to be released. When's D23? Is it the Marvel panel is Saturday. So it would probably be like Sunday when we do it. Oh, whatever. Because D23 is this weekend. Marvel. I don't see anything from Keith. Is Keith the one that sent the A Steel to Kenny Omega NXT thing? Yeah, that was what I sent him. That's Keith. Yes. Because I've been trying to figure out who this fucker was. Yes, Keith. Oh, okay. Hey, Keith. (laughs) 
nothing beats what I sent him earlier. But yeah, um, we'll talk to you guys someday. Yeah. Might be later on in the day. Somebody tweeted out real quick. He says, MJF gets TK call. I'll pay you bleep amount of cash. Maxwell calls Stokely. I need a favor. I'll pay you. Stokely separately forms his group with MJF from the money MJF got from TK. Easily possible. (laughs) Doesn't put him in the faction. Leaves space to let him go through a run as a baby face. (laughs) Hmm. But, anywho. Anyhow, I got to get off and go read this book. But yeah, Have fun. We'll, we'll see you on Sunday. We need to drop a random shit on Patreon soon. We might do that Sunday, too. Because I've got some random shit to talk about. Oh, my God. You enjoy my random shits. Oh, God. I have to tell you about the ran- the random thing that happened when me and your nana were at the Walgreens. Oh, God. Yeah. We had to go get your sister some medicine. And wow, there's a reason that I like staying home and don't deal with people. Oh, God. <laughs> that's a, pre- that's a, a preview to what we'll be discussing for random shit on our Patreon. You can only hear it exclusively on Patreon. So. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and sign up to be a Patreon if you want to hear the rest of the story. So until then, we'll see y'all fine people back on Sunday for, would you say, D23? Yep. So, because you're mid and we know it, and Catherine is so happy that she had to change her underwear because MJF came back Sunday, we are mid out. Goodbye, people.